Welcome to the WIPS Podcast, inspiring and empowering women to take the stage and up their game in the public speaking arena. My name is Chantal Bosset from Shabbos, leaders for your presentation, public speaking, and AV needs. Enjoy the show. So, hello, everyone. My guest today is Siobhan O'Leary. She was originally from many states in the United States, and now she's from Drahida, and she'll correct me if I did pronounce it a little bit wacky, and it's in Ireland. Welcome, Siobhan. Thank, Thank you, you for being here. Thank you very much for having me. It's Drahida. Drahida. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned it, and you know I managed to just, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> learning new things, and that's what counts. Yeah, absolutely. And tell me, what do you work, or what's your work or business? Uh, well, originally I was trained as a teacher, mm -hmm. and um, that's still very much a part of who I am as a person. Um, and I still would like to do that uh, in some capacity, and that's what I'm looking into in terms of some sort of business. Okay. But at, the, at present, um, I. Since I've been coming to, since I moved to Ireland uh, 15 years ago, I've worked in various um, jobs, and the one I'm presently working in is I'm um, working my husband's business, uh, doing print and design, and wow. I'm learning I'm learning how to do the print trade. Um, I was doing the bookkeeping, and I'm in the process of training somebody to do that so I can do the printing, which is more interesting to me. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. So I'm I'm I, I'm pursuing various things. Um, I've met uh, Chantal. I met Chantal through a course, uh, yes, business course. We did. And so that has got me thinking about various options um, and trying to narrow down my interests, but it will include teaching and hopefully some writing. Okay. So you'll just get back to the first thing that you love doing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And It's my another standard question. Do you feel you're shy or outspoken in your everyday world? In my everyday world, um, when I was thinking about that, I, um, I grew up a very shy child, okay. very shy. Um, and I, I, people used to tease me about it. I was so shy. And, and I find I, when I was thinking about your question, I realized that I, even now, even though I feel very confident public speaking now, and I have no problem doing this podcast, for instance, didn't make me nervous. Um, and I'm um, well, I'm part of a gospel group. So I'm very well uh, acquainted with standing up and speaking publicly or with a group of about 20 people. Okay. And so, yeah, so that's, that's been no issue for me. But I did, um, as I said, I grew up very shy um, and had the benefit of being um, in a very small school. And so whenever we did, and they were very um, focused on the arts. So because of that, every, whenever we did a play, everybody, it wasn't a weather, you didn't have a choice <laughs> whether you were part of it. You had yeah. to be part of it and in order for the play to go forward. And so um, I hated it at the time, but, um, but I'm very glad for it now because it, it kind of got rid of that fear um, over time. And um, what else was I thinking about? Oh, so I do still get a bit shy when I'm in, when I walk into a completely different environment um, where there's a large group of people. Yeah, new group. And, mm -hmm. and yeah, new, new faces. Um, I'm not totally sure what, maybe why I'm there. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, like I may have been invited to the event, but I don't know the full purpose of it. Or um, 
So I, t I would tend in that situation to find somebody that either looks familiar or is familiar to me, and I gravitate to that person and kind of hang out with them for a little while. And I, I find, um, which is interesting to me when I was contemplating your question, because my husband is not that way at all. He can go into any arena and start a conversation about anything. And it's amazing to me when I watch him, you know, like he always is able to, I don't know. I just, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's just amazing to me. He'll find some connection and then they'll have this conversation. Probably and, not as self-conscious as sometimes we are. And he just goes in there. Yeah, but he hates public speaking. Oh, this is okay. what's interesting. He, he absolutely, well, he'll do it, but he gets very, very nervous. He just, he just doesn't do it unless he has to. And okay. so that's, what's really interesting is that I have no problem. I could be asked to speak, public speak, but being in an environment like a group of people feels le less comfortable, maybe not because as of the intimacy. I think, yeah, I think because of the intimacy thing as well, it's like, True. I'm on, I'm on, uh, this is what I was thinking about is that I'm on um, trial. That's what it feels like. Because <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Because I, I'm like, they're going to ask me questions. What if I don't know the answer? Or what I don't have an answer that they will think is intelligent enough, or I don't know what all the, all the kind of insecurities that go on in your head. Okay. When, when I'm public speaking, I'm speaking about something I know about. True. That's you know, true. so I'm I'm just saying this is what I know to be true. It may not be your truth, but this is what I know to be true, mm -hmm. and this is what I've experienced. This is what's true to me. This is you know whatever I'm talking about, and but I'm not on trial in the same way. Exactly. I do yeah, understand. So, that's interesting. Yeah. So that's what I got thinking about when I asked when you asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> Hope it's not too deep. <laughs> no, 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 no. And that's perfect because it brings an interesting twist to it. Hmm. And you already mentioned that you start to be put on stage in a play. So I guess it was probably your first time that you got to do public speaking. Yeah. Or do you have other another time that you would like to share with us that you say, I did public speaking, and I remember that time more than others. Well, like I said, school was very uh, small, so I would have, uh, yeah, so it would have been starting in plays when I was about seven or eight, and I would have been, in high school, I would have been required to be part of the drama program because there was only six in my graduating class. And, um, so we all, um, and they had, the school had recently started doing a, um, a statewide, um, drama competition. And so I was living in Alaska at the time. And so, um, again, didn't have a choice. <laughs> um, but other than that, let me think, I can remember, I can remember being asked to speak at, um, what would be a first time well, in my, yeah. in, in my adult life, that in your been. adult life, if you have, yeah, that's what I'm trying one, to think of one that you remember and you can share how you felt about that. Sometimes we all have similar feelings mm. about going through either grade school, high school, mm. but if you have one in your adult life that you remember as being one of the first and how was it at the time? Did you feel as, I don't know, as had or hated it as much as when you were in high school? <laughs> um, no, I didn't. But I, some of the, the initial shock of, um, I, like I even, I spoke on Sunday at our church meeting Okay, for the first time in a while. It's only 20 people. But what I still find surprising is when I feel so passionate about something 
and the rest of the people in the room are not responding. Oh. They're, they're, they're not, they're, they just don't feel as passionately as I do perhaps, yes. or maybe they don't understand what I'm saying or whatever. That's fine. But, um, so I can remember different times. Like I, I'm, when you asked me that earlier, I can remember a time when I was in my twenties, my uncle was going to be, he was training to be a minister in a congregational church and which is very official and very different than the faith walk I have. But at the time, um, he wanted me to come in and do a children's sermon. They do that, I guess, in the congregational church where they have a se- separate sermon for the children Okay. before they send them off to the creche. And so I said, oh, sure, no, no problem. And I, I, I found I was, even though I was a teacher and everything at that point, <laughs> I found it very intimidating and um, because of the silence. Okay. Um, there was the, and I, I realized, you know, again, just as you've asked me this question, I didn't realize I've never thought about it really before, but it was the silence that was like deafening, as they say. Um, and it so happens. I'm talking You're to right. the children, and the children are always told, you know, in chapels to be quiet and they're not being the real selves, which I don't agree with. But anyway, <laughs> that's 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 another story. That's um, it. So they're sitting there and and they're trying, you know, hands in their laps and trying to be really good little children. And so I'm expressing to them, but they're not feeling at liberty themselves to really express response to me. And therefore, also all the adults are sitting there, like they've tuned out because they're like, this sermon is for the children, not for me. That's right. I'm assuming that's why they tuned out, but it was like complete, like pin drop silence the whole time I was talking. And <laughs> wow. And I, I find that, I find that, um, yeah, the silence was deafening. It was just, it would, that, that I would find that more intimidating than if there was rabble rousing, to be honest. Um, and I do, I can relate to that. Mm. That little atmosphere that you feel mm. is getting so. It was too controlled. It was, too it, it controlled. was controlled. Yeah, it was. And so I guess that probably leads on to the next question, if you don't mind me introducing it, which is a bad experience. That's right. I was going <laughs> so, to stay there because I figured, ooh, that was challenging. This that was challenging, but that wasn't the bad. That was the, ooh, it's you related had to my one. bad experience. Oh, yeah. No, plenty. <laughs> because it actually, it's interesting. It's so interesting to me that it's just come out organically in our conversation that I, because when I wrote down, when you gave me the questions, I wrote down um, answers, was it was, I, I just wrote that I, I've had some, I had early on traumatic experiences because I was around, this is how I wrote it, because I was around some adults who were more interested in performance oh. than, than in encouraging the risk in children to speak publicly, even if their presentation wasn't pristine. That is so very it's, valuable. Yeah. So they, they, they were really wanted the performance, performance, performance. And yet, you know, children are not, they're messy. You know, adults are too, but I mean, children, they don't have any, like, they're just like themselves, which is so beautiful about children and which we need to take on more. (laughs) We should still be doing it as adults, you know, being ourselves. And yeah, it can be messy at times, but if we're being ourselves, that's Mm -hmm. when we bring value to other people. But Yeah, I appreciate that. Go, so go on, I'll let you so, go. <laughs> okay, no problem. So I can remember one time wanting, and I was probably only, again, it was in a church setting, okay. and I was probably only eight, I'd say. And um, in our church, people would go up and sing messages sometimes, mm-hmm. not speak them. So 
um, I, in my innocence, went up and took my place in the queue and um, to go and sing my little message, which probably was very simple, like Jesus loves me and, you know, God is wonderful. And that's probably all I was going to say, but because I was eight and um, the pastor came over and um, he certainly has some issues, but anyway, <laughs> um, the pastor came over and said, um, you need to sit down. And I said, but I have something that I want to say. And he said, no, you need to sit down. Nobody wants to hear from you. Oh, yeah. Which oh, was wow. very crushing, very crushing for me at the time. And um, there have been, I, I should counter because I know some people can feel very negative about the church. Not all <laughs> pastors are that way. <laughs> And so please, you know, this is not a right. full example of, of people in the church. They, it just happens. So it's in a mm-hmm. church environment, but yeah. you are right. In all anywhere. walks of life, yeah. you will get those negative people yeah. just not acknowledging all the efforts that you have been putting and just putting yourself mm-hmm. in front of a room in front of a, an audience. Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't, it's he not commended the courage is what he should have done. He should have commended the courage. Yes. And, that, and that's what we need to do for one another. And this is what you're probably beautifully doing Chantal and doing this program is that is to encourage people and to oh, say, yeah. you have a voice, get out there, you have a voice. And that's what that man was unable to do because he was so focused on the presentation. He wanted yeah. certain people to speak, sing, and to do the thing because he wanted it to look a certain way. And whenever you box people into this, that's right. It, 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 it um, you, you're not actually seeing the true person anyway. And it's probably something. Is that something you would say you learn from that experience? Because sometimes when we realize, okay, if I'm trying to be another person, maybe that's when I won't be able to perform the way I thought I would be. Yes, I would say, I would say that would be one thing that I learned was to be courageous anyway, um, just despite what the gainsayers are saying, and to, to know the power of your personal voice um, is really important. The other thing I wrote in answer to that question would be um, to remember that probably most of the people you're speaking to are as scared as you are, if they were in your position. Exactly. And, And also, and then when you do well, and you speak well and you present your story or whatever you're, t- you're doing up on the stage or wherever you are, then people are sitting there going, wow, I wish I was them. You're because, exactly. They don't want to be right. you when they're nervous, but then when they see how wonderfully you spoke and how much they touched your life, they go, oh, I wish I could have said that myself. And so that's right. You, know, you just, you just go and do it, you know, speak. And that's a very important takeaway because mm-hmm whatever we do and how whatever the number of times we've done it we will always have some challenges bad experiences and as you mentioned it's what you do with it and then just speak your voice and that's a very powerful message and now if we move away from that more negative twist to it (laughs) you probably have at least one great memory from taking the stage I do. I do. I have, I have plenty of good memories, but the one that came to mind, um, plenty and plenty and plenty, way more than the negative. So, but the one um, that came to mind when I was asked the question originally was I was asked to go to a Nigerian gospel um, meeting and um, I knew I had been chosen, um, not because they knew what I was going to say or 
even what I believed, but because I was white, which was okay. really interesting to me. <laughs> it was really reversed. You reversed racism. Because you were different. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was very interesting to me, but I decided to go anyway. It's no problem. Um, and <clears throat> they, because they're, yeah, anyway, that's enough. Um, so, <laughs> um, so I really considered um, prayerfully what to speak on. And um, it's interesting. What came to mind to speak on was something I knew would be controversial for them. Um, but I decided to speak on it anyway, which is about tithing. Um, some of the more, um, well, most of the African churches that I know, at least here, um, are very much into tithing, giving to the church. Okay. And um, so, and for those who don't know, tithing is literally means 10%. And um, so, and it's based on an Old Testament um, truth okay. that actually apply, uh, to me, does not apply to the New Testament church. Um, so, um, but I didn't actually know that until I did the study myself and, and looked into what I would say about it. Um, you did your so research. <laughs> I did my research. I did my research for what I was going to speak on. Exactly. And so I, um, so really what I shared was just that, you know, that when God looks at people who follow him, which he loves and cares for all of humanity, um, he's looking for a hundred percent of people. Yes. He's not looking for 10% of you. And if you can imagine, if you can relate this to your own family, you don't love your child 10% of the time. Oh, you're right. You, you love them 100% of the time. That's and you funny. give, and um, I'm not a parent myself, but I have nieces and nephews. And I know that I would give them 100% of whatever they needed. I wouldn't say, exactly. Uh, they, they wouldn't ask for a biscuit and I give them only 10% of a biscuit. <laughs> I would give them the whole biscuit. You know what I mean? So, um, or That's the, right. You're not having only 10% of your meal tonight. You're having the whole plate. You're having the whole meal. You're having the whole meal. Everything on the plate is yours. And so the same um, in our response to God, he's given us everything that we need, everything. So we respond back to him with 100% of who we are. So I shared on this and um, it was interesting that um, afterwards the um, pastor came up to me and um, he (laughs) said, He didn't get the point at all. I'll just leave oh, it at that. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, okay, maybe I didn't actually get the point across clearly. That's okay. I can learn from that. But then quietly and secretly, one woman came to me and whispered to me, thank you so much for your message. That really touched my heart. And wow. so the story, the, so the motto or the, the moral of the story of what I've just shared is your message is for the one person. Don't worry that if the hundred people don't get it, your message is for the one person that touches. And that is a valid reason to speak. It is. If you only speak to one, if you only get the message to one. And, and that's what I took away from that. Maybe she was the only one that really went up to you, mm-hmm. but you oh, don't yes. even know how many more silently agreed with your message. Absolutely. And were probably Absolutely. very happy that you shared it with them. Mm-hmm. That's a great story. I really like that because you're not, you're speaking for the value you have to offer to people. Mm -hmm. That's great. And okay, we're women and we all know that sometimes (laughs) we get stuck into that. Do you have one wardrobe tip that would help people take the stage in a more confident way or something that happened to you, you want to share and say, well, maybe maybe you should avoid that. (laughs) Okay. Well, 
Um, the, I put it in one snippet and then I'll expand it a little bit. Um, your message is the main thing. Yes. So you do not, don't do anything that would distract the audience from your face or your message Absolutely. or your voice. So basically, so expanding on that, wear what makes you feel beautiful. What is a color that suits you? Um, a style that suits you? Um, not something somebody else says, this is power dressing or none of that, just what you suits you personally. And um, I, I wrote something a bit silly, but I, I was thinking, you know, unless you're doing a conference on flower power and hippie fashion, keep, <laughs> keep it simple. <laughs> oh yeah. And, I totally agree with you. Yeah. And don't, don't, nothing that will make noise, no jewelry that makes noise and will be distracting, no clothes that pinch and itch that will distract you and make you want to run off the stage and fix it. That's no, right. None of that. Just something beautiful and simple and that doesn't distract the audience from the beauty of who you are That's, and what you have to say. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. That's perfect because then you get to focus on the important thing, you mm -hmm. and your message. Yeah. Great. And what's one tip that you would share so women can take the stage in a more confident way? Um. I'm going to read what I wrote. I think that, and that that's might be okay. Okay. That's good. Um, I said, uh, so my, with the tip I want to leave with all of you wonderful women out there is <laughs> <laughs> you are uniquely you. So celebrate it. There's not one other person on the planet like you. There never was. There never will be. That's a pretty cool idea. Idiot. So let your voice be heard. That goes for men too. Goes for all of us. But let your voice be heard. Let your true self out. And I have a favorite quotation that my brother Stephen introduced to me, and I've often had to remind him of, which is, <laughs> <laughs> it's by Oscar Wilde. And he said, be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. We have one life to live. So, um, so what did I say here? Oh, we have one life to live. There's only one you. So let your light out from under the bushel. And what the heck was it doing under there in the first place? <laughs> you were not meant to live a life of fear. None of us were. Life experience can teach us there's lots to fear, but all of it is lies. Unless it's a spider, of course, then you can fear those. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, we are all called to be free, unshackled. And if you make a mistake, get up, move on. Journey on discovering your voice and let it be heard. And don't forget to leave room for other people's voices, especially those different from yours to be heard. Everyone's voice is valid. What a beautiful way to end this chat. I, I call it a chat because I want it to be friendly. That is beautiful, Siobhan, because it gives a, enough information so people can realize, you know what, it can be a rocky road taking the stage But in the end, and especially with that Oscar Wilde quote, geez, that <laughs> was spot on. Yeah. So I do thank you very much for your time and your willingness to share all these valuable information with us. Absolutely. I'm very happy to help. And I really hope that the women out there listen and um, are empowered by it. I'm sure they will. So thank you again. Oh, you're welcome, Chantal. Bye Lord bye. bless you. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please tell us what you think by commenting and even share with your own networks to inspire and empower others to do public speaking.